All right, Ash. Yes, Taryn. Hello. Hello. I'm going to hit you with a fact. Okay. Or fiction. Um, that is just for you. That's always how you say fact or fiction. Fact, deep pause. Or fiction. Or fiction. Because you never it's know. It's always the same pause. It's always the same tone. What, do you, what can I say? Funny. What can I say? Um, did you know that naps can save your life? I believe that. <laughs> I Ash fully believe that. Queen. I love a good nap. Queen of naps. Research has found that a midday n- midday nap can make you more creative, focused, and fresh for the rest of the day. Mm. But one study also found that it can also reduce your heart of your risk. <laughs> I can't talk. What? Risk of heart attack. What? Your risk of heart? <laughs> risk of heart attack. 37% less likely to die from a heart attack. The thing is, I think you have to be good at naps. Like you yeah. can't let yourself sleep for more than yeah. 15, 20 minutes max. Because the power nap. If, if, you, if you do, then all of a sudden when you wake up, you're groggy, your head hurts, everything's off, you don't know what day it is, and that's a bad nap. So you gotta be yeah. a good napper. All this to say, if anyone ever gives you crap again about taking a midday, midday nap, you can just say, I'm just trying to live forever. Who the you heck know? gives me crap for a midday nap? I don't know. If they uh-uh. did. <laughs> they better not. If they did. I'd kill him. <laughs> I'd kill him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to UA Unsolicited Advice. Um, I'm Taryn. That's Ash. Me. Ash. Uh, We are, you know, we're on a high. We just had a live show last week. What for you listening, it would be two weeks ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, And I feel like we should just like debrief how it was for us. Oh, my God. It was it was incredible. Um, We were terrified. Yes terrified i was so scared um also just like ticket sales and stuff were really down up until like the week before so everyone showed up literally like seven days before our live show and i was a wreck i thought for sure no one was coming i thought for sure no one was going to come and it was going to be a comic-con situation if you guys remember comic-con there was like four people in the audience r.i.p and it it genuinely traumatized me so i was like i will not be doing that again um but we had committed to the live show so we were going to do the damn thing either way um and we sold uh roughly 200 tickets mm-hmm. um it was a great show taryn and i um flowed really well everything from like setup to tear down went super smooth we had a great team um and it was just so much fun like finally being able to put faces to some of our listeners mm-hmm. um getting to meet people 
who have been listening from like day one. We even had a girl like fly out from New York. It was so crazy. So so nuts. Finally being able to like hug and chat with some of you guys. Um, and just like again, put faces to some of our listeners. Like we always, whenever we record, we're just staring into each other's yeah. eyes, and I kind of forget. And I do this with my YouTube channel too. I kind of forget that real people watch slash listen, um, and it was just so cool to get to chat with you guys and, and hear all the cool ways that um, that our podcast has been able to help you. Yeah, I think like I have so many different favorite things about that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like hearing the response of like when we would say something shocking, people would be like, <gasps> or if we would say something funny, people would laugh. And yeah. it just was, it was so cool to like feel that like interactive part. 100%. Um, yes. And then, yeah, also just seeing each one of your faces, um, getting to like, hug you and it just was so it was such a beautiful night oh my god we laughed we cried yeah um taryn did her harry potter impersonation which was a hit um i still want to know who sent that yeah our stories were phenomenal um so yeah it was just it was just an extra good show and you know if you guys want us to do another live show maybe in your area then definitely hit us up message us comment in our instagram dm us um let us know where you're at so that it can help us kind of pinpoint where to have maybe a a next show um also you guys have been killing it in the merch category we brought out a brand new anonymous hoodie in like a sand color like a tan color um and it is she's gorgeous everyone loves it it looks good on everyone uh guys girls everything in between um so not only is that available on our merch website which we will have linked in the description box of this episode um but we have some old merch that has been added as well we have yeah uh, the mug that is still available and the anonymous black hoodie, like the OG, the OG. <laughs> um, is still there. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to swag up on some UA merch, mm-hmm. don't hesitate. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got uh, someone wrote in saying wanted to share their live show experience. Ooh. So I thought I would read it. This is yeah. her. Do you remember? Yes. Yes. I remember I said I liked your shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, she said, "Hey Ash and Taryn, my name is I think it's Julissa. Julissa. Uh, we met after the show. Not sure if you remember. We do remember, but I just wanted to let you guys know how much I enjoyed your live show. I was super excited the entire week in anticipation for the show. I loved watching the pre-show dad joke compilation. Seeing you two record live was so cool and felt like it was a huge group of friends just interacting, which it did I loved. feel like that. I, I agree." Love that. I hope you'll do more live shows in the future. I'll definitely come. P.S. My favorite moment was Taryn's Harry Potter moment. Right. right. LOL. Love, Julissa. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things I did was post that Harry Potter moment because I was like, the whole wor- the world needs to see this. And, yeah. and not the world. <laughs> the rest of the listeners needed to yeah. see it because everyone has heard you do it. Um, and I thought it was such a cool thing that they wanted to hear it again. So I immediately posted it. I was so happy with how that turned out. I literally, the second I saw Taryn commit to doing it on stage, I like grabbed my yeah, phone so fast. I yeah, was like, did. okay, go. <laughs> you know what's funny is that the next day I put on that movie, the first Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and um, 
Ryan came home. Ryan's my brother who, um, he's my roommate right now too. Uh, he came home and was like, oh my God, I haven't watched this movie in forever. So we're watching it and then that scene comes and yeah. I was like, right, this is the scene. And we're watching it and like I realized I missed like five lines. So every time like they would say something and it wasn't something I say, Ryan would be like, do better, Tara. Do better. <laughs> like you failed. I I could not quote it to you. So the fact yeah. that you remembered the majority of it is still just yeah, super it's impressive. It's been a while since I've done it. So yeah, yeah. Anywho, what have you been up to, Taryn? What's new? Um, I'm a little out of it today because I had a biopsy yesterday on my right. neck, which you just stopped texting me. I I was like done. Those like take it out of me. Um, I. I've talked about it on here before, but I have like two lumps on my thyroid. So I've been, this is like my fourth <laughs> biopsy I've had to do on mm-hmm. them. Um, because the last one came back like suspicious. So they just want to like double check and make sure, um, you know, it was just like a bad good. sample, not yeah, yeah. necessarily anything's going on. So um, the doctor, because I, I hate going so much. He prescribes me a little happy pill, mm-hmm. <laughs> which literally like it which knocks love. me out. <laughs> so like in the waiting room, I fell asleep sitting up, which I n- never in public do. That I fall asleep you sitting up. Texting me, and then after <laughs> the biopsy, like my mom drove me straight back. I had like an ice pack on and just like knocked Chilled, out. So, yeah. um, but I'm still pretty sore and just kind of like blah. But other than that. I'm so glad that's done because that's been like background stress in my mind because mm-hmm. they schedule them so far in advance. It's yeah. like, it's okay, like three months three in months. advance. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's been three months of just in the back of my head being like, oh, my God, here comes the needle. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. I did it now. And now I have to wait like two months before I have my doctor's appointment, which is <laughs> crazy. Lovely. But yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. Medical going timelines on me. are ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yes. Absolutely. What about you? Uh, Well, you know, in the world of Ashley, I've had a few accomplishments. A few accomplishments. I finished 1883, which I have. What that is? It's the prequel to Yellowstone. Yellowstone is the one where the girls go to an island. No. The one where it's like a town. Huh? What is Yellowstone? Yellowstone is the west, the Montana. Oh, not western, but like. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, I basically binged all five seasons uh, over the last four months, three months. And then uh, 1883 came out this year. Um, So in in preparation for 1883, I watched all five seasons and then watched 1883 because that's how they wrote it. you like better? Uh, I didn't think I was going to like 1883 that much. It was phenomenal because it's like. It's like his great great grandfather's story of crossing through like the Oregon Trail and any of that kind of stuff. Just in general, I'm like westerns. It's not really my vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. not really my thing. You're either like into westerns or you're not. But the whole thing with Yellowstone and uh, 1883 is that it is extremely dramatic, graphic. People, it's very people die, yeah. all kinds of things. So very very proud that I finally finished that. Um, I'll have to start it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so good. Do you still recommend? Yellowstone before, yes. Okay, I think that's how they wrote it that way for okay. a reason. Cool. Um, very excited. Like probably, I have been. Wa- I mean, I've been waiting for a really long time. But this Monday is House of Dragon. 
Oh my gosh, yes. And I'm going to literally, like, I, I'm Sunday night, me in my pajamas, starting House of Dragon. I've been waiting for such a long time. And what's, what's, what's funny is I realized I followed a Game of Thrones podcast years ago, back when I was in college. And I would listen, like, I would finish an episode and then listen to the yeah. podcast that, like, break it down. Um, and I think they're going to be doing the same thing. Shut up, that's uh, for this. So that's really cool. Um, Very excited. <laughs> Are they releasing like the whole thing or is it like one episode a week? I'm assuming one episode a week, okay. but I don't know. I can't wait. I don't know. Game of Thrones is one of those shows. There's certain shows that like it took so much emotionally out of me to watch them. Mm-hmm. Like Sons of Anarchy was one of them mm-hmm. where I'm like, I still haven't ever like gone back and rewatched because I'm like, I feel like I would have to like prep myself to like be able to rewatch. Yeah. But I, I feel like I would want to, but for this I, next show but I don't think I can I rewatched a lot of it with you and then I rewatched a lot of it with another friend I haven't wa- rewatched them all and I never rewatched like the last two seasons yeah but it's also it is very taxing I thought about like starting it over I saw last year that they were doing House of Dragon um and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll restart it. Nope. That's yeah. a long commitment. That's a big commitment. <laughs> I couldn't do it. That's like years. Ugh. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, should we, you know. <laughs> I'm just over Get here busting it, yeah. out the TV shows, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and also you started Blackbird. And I started Blackbird, Blackbird uh, yesterday. so good. So I heard from multiple people and two podcasts that this is an incredible show Mm -hmm. and uh, my favorite murder was discussing it um because it's a true story yeah and uh it was just it's highly recommend it's really really good if you like anything true crime yeah the acting's amazing i didn't realize um roy ray Montaigne. I don't I don't remember his name. Yeah, he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. In May. That's yeah. crazy. Um I feel like Blackbird is very like mind hunter. Like yes. those that type of show. I said that verbatim for the like the guy, the suspect yeah. guy is giving what's his name? Like yeah. a, not a run it's, for his money because they're both incredible, but like he's very unnerving. It's very like slow moving, like things are slowly being revealed, but it's not like like boom, someone died. Ooh, this happened. Like it's it's very no. slow moving. I have a feeling because I'm only on like episode four, I feel like the end of the season is gonna get nuts. Oh, I think it's gonna be so crazy. So I'm a little like, ah. Also, but, people like that are just fascinating where you're like, I can't tell if you're like genius level smart or if or you're someone's taking advantage of you because you're like you or, have it or a developmental delay yeah. and someone is using you yeah um it's just it's very unnerving because you can't tell because every once in a while he'll sh- he'll show like this side of him and i'm like wait he's he's a smart cookie like he might be yeah, like really terrifying. clever and like convincing everyone that he didn't yeah. do it but then every once in a while i'm like oh no yeah no but guys This is like really exciting for me because one of my main things that happens when my anxiety levels are bad is I can't watch new things. Mm -hmm. And over the past week, like without even realizing it, like I, I like finished my apartment. I finished all these projects. 
I like started shopping again for stuff, mm-hmm. like clothes and stuff. And then I noticed like I've been looking and starting new shows because uh-huh. I think like my anxiety is like leveling okay, out. Off, like Taryn. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting like slowly just healthier in general mm-hmm. and. I don't know. It was really cool. Like last night, me watching that and then like texting you, like, oh my gosh, have you watched the show? It's so good. I'm like, that's what we used to do all the time. Yeah. But for so long, like, I've just been watching like New Girl, Friends, like How I Met Your Mother. Cause you have been on it a helps with anxiety. Watch the same thing over yeah. and over again kick. Yeah. yeah. Which has been something I've always done. Like, I like background stuff that like is familiar. Right. Right. But I think this was like a more extreme level of that because. It does help with my anxiety, but yeah, so. Well, congrats. She's coming back. Welcome back. She's coming back. We've missed you. Well, you guys already know the drill on what's coming up next. It is tearing it up time. This is the segment in the show where we get to laugh at you guys and all the silly things that you do. Yes. Um, So let's go ahead and get into it. This one's a little long, so I'm going to, don't mind me while I speed read. Hi, ladies. This is my absolute favorite podcast. I don't know what I would do without you two and this incredible community that you've created. We love you. Should we take a moment for us? Our community is the best. It really is. It's a good one. I'd like to stay anonymous, but you guys can know my name. Okay. Was that too loud? It was a pretty loud whisper. Oh, no. Um, Michaela can believe it. Michaela can, yeah. (laughs) She's got it. She continues, I'm 20 years old, a junior in college, and an Enneagram One. Wow, I know all about you. Yep, we know you. (laughs) Last October, my little cousin asked if I could chaperone her 11th birthday party at a local ice skating rink. She was at the lovely age where her parents are the lamest people in the world to her and thought her cool college cousin would be the best option for an ice adult supervision um, since her parents insisted on her having some kind yeah. of supervision. Of course. How old is she? 11? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little did she know I was about to become an even worse chaperone than she could have possibly imagined. Dun, dun, dun. I hadn't been ice skating in years, but figured I had a pretty good balance um, from back in my competitive gymnastics days and would be able to figure it out. Everything started out smooth. The kids were having a blast, spinning in circles and racing each other while I slowly wobbled my way around the perimeter, keeping an eye on them. (laughs) It's me. Accurate. Last time I went ice skating, that's exactly what I did. Oh, yeah. After a while, the birthday girl's parents called the group into the party room to have some cake and open presents. But as I hung back to make sure everyone got off the ice okay, one of the kids decides to challenge me to a race. (laughs) Mm-mm. (laughs) It's go time. She writes, in all caps, I have to obliterate this child to keep my cool cousin points. We line up and bam, I'm flying, skating faster and steadier than I ever have in my entire (laughs) life. But this little 11-year-old is still crushing me until he tips over and unfortunately slides across the ice directly into my path. Oh, God. Oh, God. Not the blades. <laughs> oh my gosh. I panic and do something I absolutely cannot do. I jump directly over him. <gasps> That's a terrible very, idea. Terrible idea, but also very impressive for <laughs> that remember, she made it. She was Imagine circling the perimeter. She didn't and she Oof. just sliced him Oof. in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The jump itself goes surprisingly well. It's the landing that was a little rocky. I crash hard and I crash face first, bouncing my head off the ice. But I managed not to hit the kid, thank God. Feeling the eyes of the entire ice rink on me, I jump up immediately and we both quickly skate off to the party room, incredibly embarrassed. I walk in enthusiastically joining in on the singing of happy birthday and making my way towards my cousin, excited to brag about technically crossing the finish line first when I hear a gasp followed by screams. Before I can figure out what's happening, children and parents are running out of the room, staring at me like I've morphed into a monster without realizing it. My uncle runs up and is asking frantically what happened. Confused, I ask, what are you talking about? He pointed to the mirror in the corner of the room and ran to go get towels? What I saw was honestly terrifying. In my embarrassment after the fall, I hadn't stopped to check and see if I was actually okay. I had a decent size gash on my forehead and it was dripping blood all down my face. And I was definitely concussed as one of my pupils turned out to be significantly bigger than the other. I was going to say she had to have been like phased because how do you not feel blood dripping all over your face? The only example I have in my life is in... Sixth and seventh grade, I fell face first on asphalt. I think I mentioned, I talked yeah. about it in the story once. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, I had a giant scab from my eye to like my chin. I, out of pure embarrassment, I like shook myself off and kept saying I was okay. And I had the same thing happen. Like I had parents come towards me and like people like staring at me because I had blood dripping down my oh shirt. Oh my gosh. But I didn't feel it because I was like, I'm fine. Like That's it was just like crazy. pure adrenaline, like turns off some things. Yeah. You know? Once I saw it in the mirror, I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're like, oh, I'm hurt. Once it competed and I saw the blood, then I felt it. It was, it's so weird, but that's that's definitely a thing that happens. Wow. She continues. I looked like a legit horror movie monster. The kids stared at me in terror and I was escorted out of the party and to the hospital to get stitches and an evaluation. I ended up with 12 stitches and a mild concussion, but I was the top gossip of my cousin's middle school for about two weeks and absolutely won that race. I just can't can't show my face on that ice rink, ice rink again. All the employees know me as the girl that traumatized an entire birthday party and forced them to clean up her blood off of the ice. Oof. Sorry if this was long, but thank you for all that you do, Anonymous. Oh my gosh, that's intense. <laughs> I know. I was like, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because they're 11. Yeah. So like anyone seeing blood would be like, oh my God, what happened? But like an 11 year old seeing that much blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Yeah. 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 That's like horror movie. Like the person comes out of the woods with like blood dripping down their face. You know? Yeah. She did add a little note at the end that I'm going to go ahead and read. She wrote, you don't have to read this part out loud, but if you can, you want. I'm just super beyond excited for the October series, but please, please, please go back to reading at least three scary stories per episode. The series is my absolute favorite, and I would love for it to go on as long as it possibly can. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> if you guys have not listened to our October series, we highly recommend you give it a listen. Um, it is it is so fun and spooky and just like it makes you feel like it's fall and, and it's like the October season. Also, it's around the corner. It literally is. It's coming is. so fast. No, it's literally here. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and shout it out now. If you have a scary story, a spooky story that you want read, please send it to us. And in the title, hear me out, people, in the title, write October series. I want it very clear 
bold font October series and then you can title it whatever you want. But I need that first so that we can like categorize yeah. it and we can find it. No, yeah, it's super helpful if it, you know, jumps out at us. <laughs> yeah, we need it to literally reach out and grab us. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot I'm wait. So for so many reasons, but like I cannot wait. Pumpkin stuff is already like everywhere. Oh, it's oh, it's here. It's crazy. The other day. <laughs> The other day, I'm a big Bath and Body Works fan. The other day, I grabbed a Leafs candle that I had tucked away because I just didn't burn all of the 30 that I purchased last year. Um, and I took a sniff. You just wanted to feel something. <laughs> just a little hit, yeah. you know? And uh, it made me feel some type of way to the point that I literally like made my sister stop doing whatever she was doing and smell it too. Yeah. It made me so happy. And I was so excited. And if you guys have been noticing any like right. October stories, like, Instagram stories being posted, it's because I've been taking over a lot lately and I've been posting them. <laughs> Ashley, when Ash is into something, she's into it. I have been on like on the Instagram Instagram, Instagram. lately and it's been it's been fun chatting chatting with you guys. I think it's it's like the gem of our show. Oh minus for sure. us. It goes us and our beautiful hearts, then October series. Yeah. Superior to all. Superior to all. I'm going to go ahead and go into my story. It's called Unexpected Medical <laughs> Issues. Oof. You good? <coughs> also, Restart. I'm pissed. My blue bottle coffee is not what I ordered. I'm so sorry. I know that severely affects Every, Everyone, write them a strongly worded letter. Okay, continue, Taryn. Okay. So my story is called Unexpected Medical Issues. Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies, I love you guys so much. I've really grown from listening to you guys. You are my favorite and most listened to podcast. Wow. Wow. An honor. That's an honor. I could go on and on about you two, but the story is kind of long. Anyways, my name is Lauren. I'm an Enneagram 2. I'm 18 and just graduated from high school. That is like... That is like the most like exciting and scary time Ugh. when you're like jumping into like the real world. I didn't know what the hell I was like, doing. Like what college are you going to? What major are you going to do? Know. What's I your job? Know. How are you going to pay for school? Like where that are you going to live? That was my answer to like, everything. I don't know. I do, yeah, it's What's it your major? took us I don't, a while. And what sucks is at that age, that's what everyone asks you. Yep. What school are you going to and what's your major? I said, I'm probably not going to school because I suck. Yeah. <laughs> and... If I'm not going to school, I don't have a major. Yeah. So I literally, people would ask me that 24-7 and I would just be like, I hate this. I don't know. I feel less than because I don't know. But yeah, I, I do remember that too. Like when everyone was getting their like acceptance letters and things, I was yeah. like, huh. but yeah, anyways. Okay. For many years now, I've dreamed of becoming a firefighter. I've always known it's what I was going to do after graduating. I've read books, trained, watched documentaries, prepared my body for the job, and prepared myself as much as I can to start official training. I was planning on doing real classes and official training starting next winter. I've saved up money and planned my life around it. The job can require shifts that can be 48 hours long, so I plan my life as if I'd be doing those shifts. Mm -hmm. She sounds like super go-getter. Yeah. You're definitely a two-wing three, wouldn't you say? Two-wing three or three? No, she said she's a two. Oh. I'm saying like her wing has to be a three because oh. she's very like attack, attack, you know? 
I mean, or one, I guess. Too. I know. I was going to say I could either, go one. either way. Um, okay. I've always been healthy and take taking care of my body. I never thought I'd have any problems. But about a month ago, we found out that I have a certain issue with my lungs, and it doesn't seem like the thing to go away on its own in a few weeks. It looks like it might be a permanent thing. I immediately thought of how it would affect my job. Turns out that unless some medical miracle happens, I legally cannot be a firefighter with the disease for my safety, my team's safety, and the safety of those I'm saving. I really need advice on how to move on from this. This has been a long dream of mine, and I was always so dedicated. As a female trying to be a firefighter, I have heard it all. I've been told I won't make it, that I'm too weak, or that I'm just trying to prove a point. And my personal favorite, you know you don't just fight fires. It's a really tough job, and you see some really scary things. Oh, I love people. That has always been extra motivations to prove them wrong, but I hate how maybe they will be right. It's been my dream to be out there and saving people. I really love helping people, and I can't picture anything being anything but this. How do I move on, and how can I look for a new job from scratch? If you get the chance to read that, this, it would be amazing. Love you, ladies. Love, Lauren. Lauren. This... Ugh, this like cut me so deep because I think a lot of people end up like not being able to necessarily do the things they're passionate about, mm-hmm. but they can still like exercise their passions, right? Like yeah. I might not be a famous singer, but I can sing and like do things with music that I love. Yeah. Um, you know, same with you with drumming and like all of us have passions that we like exercise. But this is like not just a passion, it's a career choice mm-hmm. and something that you've put so much time and effort in and like you had your life set. Like mm-hmm. your plan was set, your goals were set. So like to uproot this is such a drastic thing and I hope like Lauren, you give yourself space to think of it in that way and to mourn it because this is this is a very heavy heavy thing to come to the realization of you know yeah um I think obviously that's a huge loss it's something you've been dreaming about for forever it's your dream job and it's something you've been planning for like actually planning for for a long time um so I'm very sorry that that's not going to happen for you however there are so many amazing ways that you can still help people um, in that field. And obviously you don't have to do this, but there's like people that pick up the phone for an emergency response call, you know, and those are still really amazing qualities to be able to help people in an emergency. Um, so maybe there's some way you can make a list of other ways to help people and make a difference in that way that don't require, you know, a perfect set of lungs. I think, too, like, I mean, it sounds very much like uh, you're not really, like, uh, it's not for sure what's going on. Um, So I would, too, like, I would get multiple medical opinions. I would would find out for multiple departments because, I mean, I'm sure, like, with firefighting and being, like, in smoke and things like that, like, they might have a stricter policy with like lung capacity than maybe you know like EMS or like 
even like being like a detective or like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's so many other ways that you can get involved and you sound like a very active person. So I feel like I would definitely give yourself time to look for stuff because Mm -hmm. If you just are like, okay, I accept this, and then you go just try to find, like, a desk job, unless that's a desk job that you're passionate about, Mm -hmm. that's going to be, like, a really hard transition. Yeah. So I would definitely focus on, like, really pushing the limit to find exactly what's going on within your body, Mm -hmm. what kind of things you can do to improve it, and then also finding out the restrictions on other fields that are in the same genre. Yeah. Yeah. Even like EMTs aren't required to do the amount of physical work that comes with being a yeah. firefighter. And you can still do a lot of the stuff that the firefighters do. Yeah. Um, you know, responding to emergencies, healthcare, taking care of all of those things. Yes, it's a different field, but at least you're not having to run up a flight of stairs in 10 minutes, you know, run around a building and smoke that could affect your lungs. It's, but yeah. it's different, but it's still in the same category. Yeah. And I feel like it would be very fulfilling. Again, not pressuring you to be an EMT, but I think there's other avenues you can go about getting the same fulfillment that you're searching for. Yeah, I think to um, make sure like you let yourself process this. I mean, it's something we talk about all the time. Like it's it's easy to just get straight into, okay, this is not happening. I'm going to like really try to avoid what I'm feeling and I'm going to like bury myself into something else and I feel like that's an easy recipe to go down a path where eventually you have like resentment and these feelings come up so I think definitely taking your time to mourn this when again when it's for sure a like you cannot do this because it sounds like there still are moving pieces um, because I'm a firm believer in not stressing about things unless You have to Mm -hmm. because for me, you know, like this stuff with like the lump in my throat, right? It might be bad. It might be. But the fact of the matter is I don't know. And Mm -hmm. nothing that I can do would control the outcome. Right. So for me, why would I spend all these days just upset and crying and freaking out until I actually get an answer of what I know? Because if the answer is nope, you're right, it was just a bad sample, I'm glad we double-checked, you're good, then all of this time, Mm -hmm. I, like, was stressed, I was putting stress in my body, I was, like, upset, I was missing out on just living life, and every day is precious. So, for me, I'm I'm a firm believer in that, of just resetting and reminding yourself, like, hey, as of right now, there's nothing I can do, but I can control how I'm going to be in this moment, you mm-hmm. know? So I would I would definitely be diligent about finding out stuff, but also try to have peace in the meantime. And then, but if it does come to this is like a hard no, then let yourself have time to cry, to scream, to yell, to be angry, to process it with people you love. Because unless you can like mourn that loss, you're not going to be able to move on to like a new future and be able to give it your all, which you sound like the type of person who needs to give it their all. Absolutely. But we will definitely be thinking about you. I think, too, like, the the more I, like, in college was, like, trying to find next steps, mm-hmm. a lot of times I would just, like, 
research things. I would watch YouTube videos about different types of jobs. I would take like elective classes and it, it kind of like helped me to see, um, yeah, I might not be like a psychologist right now, but in my line of work, I do a lot of like sessions with these families and helping them through stuff. Mm -hmm. In my podcast, I do a lot of talking with people and trying to, you know, just make people feel heard and, um, and empathize with them. So it's like you can still use your passions in other ways. Sometimes it, t it takes just like really like researching and opening like your radar to see like what else is out there. But yeah, I totally think you've got this. You sound like such a like passionate, amazing person who wants to change the world. And I think people who want to change the world, they do. So you just got to find your outlet for that. But um, we will definitely be sending all the thoughts and prayers. Keep us posted <laughs> for when you hear about, you know, all the results. But yeah, you got this. Today's episode is sponsored by Naywai. Founded in 2012, Naywai's mission was to find a solution for modern women. Naywai specializes in making comfortable underwear, loungewear, and athleisure, with a huge emphasis on technology and innovation. Their clothing is actually made to live in. The word Naywai means feeling good from the inside out, and their new Barely Zero collection is exactly that. Naywai's Barely Zero collection has something for absolutely everyone, with styles that actually adapt to fit a wide range of body types. The Cotton Barely Zero bodysuit fits anyone in the ranges 31.5 to 35.5, as well as an A cup to a D cup, with a waist from 24 inches to 31 inches and a hip range of 32.5 to 38.5. Guys, this thing literally shrinks and grows with you. Naywai even has super trendy sets, the Barely Zero Spaghetti Strap Wireless Bra and Brief Set bundle is my favorite and I love the color Tracely Almond because it is just so feminine and so chic. And honestly, the Barely Zero collection isn't just about comfortable guys, it's stylish. Most of the Barely Zero bras are modest enough to wear as crop tops. I wear mine out with sweatpants all the time with nothing over the top of it. It just feels and gives sports bra. So head on over to naywai.life and start shopping and you can use code ASH for 25% off your order active from August 19th to September 19th. Again, that's code ASH for 25% off your order active from August 19th to September 19th. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get into my story I have it in it's a little long but again I'm gonna speed read through it I have it in bold font double space 12 point font uh it's gonna be great hey Taryn and Ash you can call me Marin for the sake of this story I've been Marin Marin Taryn Taryn Marin, Marin. I've been binging on this podcast for the last couple months while I work, cook dinner, shower, dot, dot, dot. Basically, you ladies are always with me on my good days, making me laugh and cry. And you guys are even there on my bad days and making them better. Any woozle. Any woozle. I really hate that you made me read that. <laughs> I appreciate what you guys do for so many people and creating an outlet to help so many others, specifically those who are younger and in their teens. I'm 32 now. Hey, age twin. But wish I would have listened to your advice when I was in those formative years. Maybe I wouldn't have the issues that I have now. Well, <laughs> 
I wish I listened to my advice uh, when I was that age too. Right. That would have been great. Uh, today, I need some advice. I also have an infinite number of Tearing It Ups and can share many spooky stories for your October series. Um, basically, I'm like a box of birdie bots, jelly beans. I'm a mixed bag. <laughs> she is a very like colorful writer. Yeah, I love she it. goes, I'd say, ch- I'd say chocolates, but while I'm sweet, I can also be salty, spicy, dark, and maybe sometimes my humor bridges on gross as well. <laughs> Love that. So me. <laughs> I know. Anyway, on to the advice. I apologize in advance that this may be long, but I'll try to keep it simple. But there are some significant details. She continues, I swear I'm colorblind and miss so many red flags until I am deep, deep in the middle of it. I got engaged back in 2020 and made plans to have a very small wedding in March of 21. Initially, my husband and I were okay getting married at a courthouse because he's very antisocial and I just never saw myself having a big wedding, which is totally fine. But after my dad made some not so subtle comments about my grandma wanting to see me get married, we agreed to have a small function with literally 14 people, including our photographer, efficient and us. Well, when we told my soon to be mother-in-law, let's call her Patty. It's a great name. Patty. She was so excited because in her words, she was getting the daughter she always wanted, which I thought was sweet. Well, that turned into her trying to control literally every aspect of the wedding classic we had opinions about everything and not just good ones she didn't think i should have picked a a ball gown style dress for such a small occasion she didn't like the venue she didn't like the jewelry i picked out or my shoes she made comments about my weight which brought an eating disorder on that i still struggle with then the cherry on top she thought i would only look good if i had long blonde hair i should note that i'm a natural brunette (laughs) what and while i was working at home had some fun with more exotic hair colors I was never able to do so at work I had royally screwed up my hair and had to fix it at the salon to the tune of $500 so I was not going to be touching my hair that should have been a red flag but I gave her the benefit of the doubt that she was just trying to live out the wedding she never had is I wonder if the mom is blonde <laughs> I um I'm like, that would be mm, interesting. Yeah, that would be. Or if her son's blonde like, or she's me. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying to live her. Yeah. Um, once we were actually married, my husband moved in with me. She would call him daily crying because her husband was at work and she was lonely. She would make excuses like she has chest pain or can't see or she can't move to get my husband over there. Then came her husband who got fed up with her and finally filed for divorce. Ooh. I have agreed to help her out with packing and cleaning the house to get it ready for sale. She has a really bad hoarding problem. She doesn't listen to advice she asks for and fights for anything that we say we want to get rid of. She has a multitude of issues which never bothered me because I am an accepting person. Well, I've gone over there and cleaned her room. It's been so bad that you couldn't even see the floor. With the divorce, she's not been eating as much due to stress, so she's lost some weight. Talking about numbers is a huge trigger for me. I've told her this and have asked her politely to not bring up weight, but she apologizes and then a week later does the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. She did need to lose some for health reasons, but still, it's very hard for me to talk about and she's not acknowledging that. The day before Father's Day, I surprised her by ripping up old tile she needed replaced and laying down some brand new tile. When I proudly showed it to her, Her words were, you didn't get all the tile. There's still some glue and no thank you or anything like that. Now, here's the worst part. She gets jealous of my own husband wanting to be with me. 
and has said on numerous occasions that once a month she would like him to come over in the morning and spend the day with her and sleep over. She said for Mother's Day she wanted to, in her exact words, have him come over, lay in bed with her, and watch hockey. And everything about that is really weird. She has mentioned that she would like someday for me to get a house that has an in-law suite behind it so that she can move in with us but not encroach on our space. Now, some details about myself. I suffer from anxiety, depression, and I'm actively battling an eating disorder. I am in therapy, which helps a lot, but all of this extra stuff kind of counters all of the productive stuff. I have severe OCD, and seeing clutter makes me extremely, in all caps, anxious. No joke, I deep clean my home a minimum of two weeks. Same page, girl. I try to talk to my husband about his mom, but he keeps defending her. I've mentioned that there is no way I want her living with us in the condo because we truly don't have space. And he still says that I'm being mean and need to be more understanding. But this is my condo that I got for myself before we even started dating. I value my personal space and due to a lot of trauma, I don't trust people like ever. So how would you ladies suggest that I handle this? How can I convey better my worries without fear of getting yelled at or told that I'm being mean? What would be the best way to stress that I would never want to come home if she moves in? And lastly, would I be wrong for making him choose between her or me? I don't want to sound like a monster, but I know I would be miserable if she lived with us. I pay all of the bills due to my husband not working. And honestly, I feel like I'm reaching a breaking point. I have a year left on my bachelor's and running on the condo board, working a full-time job, doing school full-time while cooking every night and doing all of the chores. This is on me because I need things done a certain way. Um, But I'm also taking care of six pets and I don't have room for any more stress. If you read this on the podcast, thank you so much. And even if it doesn't make it on there, thank you again for providing an outlet like this. The end. (sighs) Marin, first of all, I just, you are in school full time. You're working full time. You have six pets. You're on the condo board, which is where she lives. And the breadwinner. Doing all the cooking, the cleaning, the chores, that is absolutely incredible. You are clearly superwoman. And let's just take a moment. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so you're doing the mostest. And I think you should really recognize that and give yourself a pat on the back for that because you're killing it over there. What is not okay is your work and all your effort being overlooked, which I think is what your husband is doing. And I, I do want to say I realize that that's a difficult situation to be in. Your mother being newly divorced being needy and then also like a newlywed that's a that's a tough place for your husband to be in but it's not okay for him to push this on you and say you're being mean there's no way like people are products of their upbringing right this woman is a very Mm hands-on overbearing let me do it for you person so that's what he's Grown up with. Yeah. So then when he gets with a woman who is like strong and independent, I'm going to do everything in the house. Like I'm going to cook, I'm going to pay the bills and whatever. I don't even think it's necessarily that he's unappreciative, which like he is without himself knowing it. I don't think that's intentional. Yeah. I think to an extent, like it's 
it's almost an expectation he has because that's what he's grown up with. Yes. Like my mom tells me stories all the time about like how her and my dad would get in things where she would like walk in and his mom would cook the meal, bring the meal. Then she would get up and clean the meal. And my mom would look at him and be like, get up and go help. My mom said the same thing. But it was like his mom always did that and she loved doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't think, I think sometimes people react harshly because they're like, why are you getting mad? Like, because it's all they've known. Yeah. So I think it's going to take time helping him to see that. Yes. However, it, to me, this is like, you've hit your, like, this is go time. Mm -hmm. Like this is going to be a definer of how the relationships are going to continue. Because if boundaries aren't drawn here and expectations aren't made clear here, Mm -hmm. it's going to spiral super quick. Yeah, the line, the boundary line needs to be drawn now Mm -hmm. and needs to be, but I think your husband, I think you need to explain it to him. I don't, again, just like Taryn said, I don't think he's intentionally like pushing you aside or dismissing your, these problems but I also wonder if you've actually sat him down and specifically said it like this like I have anxiety depression I'm actively battling an eating disorder I'm going to school full-time and working full-time I don't have time for your mom yeah like I wonder if you told him like that how he would respond yeah it's not that I hate your mother I just can't take care of her along with everything else right now yeah and I think too like I mean part of me would I feel like if I'm putting myself in this conversation that's happening, I'd be like, at first, explain how it makes me feel. Like, I really don't feel comfortable. I think it would be really hard for me. This is something that I just don't feel like I can do. Like, explaining to him all the reasons why you feel like you can't do this. If he still overlooks it and is like, you're being mean, this needs to happen, then I would be like, okay, since clearly you're not understanding how I feel and you're you're full-blown showing me that you don't give a crap how I feel, mm-hmm. then I'll reword it a different way. Yeah, She's not living with us. Yeah. I will do whatever it takes to help get her situated somewhere, mm-hmm. to put her up in a cute Fix little her apartment. Place, sell her her house I can do that fully but for me this is a boundary that I'm drawing and on the flip side him it is his mom it is his family so you have to be aware that he might also draw a line that's like I will not abandon my mom and she will so it's like you have to figure out between the two of you yeah what are the bottom line expectations from both of you yeah and then what are areas you're willing to like meet and compromise because I feel like he's right on the verge of like a lot of the stuff you're reading. It was like, oh, once a month he wants him to come over and spend a day with her. I think that's great. I'm super close to my family. I think that's fine. But then came the and spend the night and stay with me. Yeah. Then it became like, oh, okay, that's a little excessive. This is not a. This isn't your baby boy anymore. This is someone's husband. Yeah. And she's she's expecting him to come home yeah. at night. You know? She's losing a lot in a short amount of time. Like, this sounds like a woman who likes to be in control of her people and surroundings. Yeah. So not only is she losing, that's for whatever reason, that's what moms view it as. Like, yeah. she's losing her son to this other person. Mm-hmm. She also is losing her husband. She's losing her home. That's a, it's a lot. So it's, I think there is... It can be seen as a loss of purpose. Yeah, there is... I think there's room to try to exercise some empathy. Mm-hmm. I think that always helps me with people being ridiculous as I try to step back and be like, what are they okay. going through? You're clearly not just choosing to be She's crazy. Panicking. Like you're yeah. going through something. 
So I think there's ways you can try to empathize and try to help her see like, hey, I do care about you. Mm -hmm. But I also like this is our new life and we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. But a lot of open communication needs to happen. And a very, I think a very open, very honest conversation about what he's expecting to actually do for his mother Mm -hmm. needs to be had. Um, I think you should make it very clear. You love him. You love his family. And you want to be there to help his family. But also... I in a in a very nice way would highly suggest that you point out that you are literally doing everything. Yeah. You're the breadwinner, you're taking care of the house, you're f- cooking, you're cleaning, you have six pets. Yeah. If he's not working, he should be taking care of his mother on his own time yeah. and still coming home at night. He has the time to do it. Yeah. So I I I think you should make it very clear that you are that you love his family and that you want to support his mother. But one now Okay, maybe even something you can say is I'm not saying no to her moving in one day in the future, but right now I'm not it's a, a no. Place. Yeah, for the foreseeable three years, I am trying to finish school. I'm trying to get into a, a lifelong career, um, and I would like to do that and be settled before even even thinking about bringing her into the house you know so that's kind of like that's that's you giving a little bit towards like we can talk about this in the future when I'm not losing my mind um which I think is I think that's a that's a win for him because that's you considering it possibly at another time when you're more able to handle it maybe you're in a better healthier mental physical place um and your time's not being stretched like crazy um you know, but it's I, think, because... I think you need to ask him also to talk to his own mother about because you you mentioned that she was talking about weight numbers and you would ask politely and she's still not listening and she's being nitpicky. Um, I, I do think at a certain age, people, older people tend to get mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, all my grandparents were like that. And, you know, they, they've lived life. They've, they've gone through stuff you know, two as their own, but um, that's not okay that she talked to you like that. And I think the only person she'll listen to is him. And because you are his wife, he's the one who should be talking to her. I don't think you have, you should have to yeah. say anything since you already have. I think you should ask him to tell her to knock it off. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is like a marriage is a partnership mm-hmm. and like you're a team yeah. and in, in a sports team, right? Like, like, if someone's playing and certain people are on the bench or like whatever it is, like then you're encouraging them. You're like helping bring water. You're doing what you can to support the team because the overall goal is like the victory, right? Like to have yeah. like a happy life where you're supporting each other and you have this partnership throughout. So the bottom line is expressing to him, I am pouring everything I can with my my job, my time, my effort in the house my effort in you know this lifestyle my attention to you and I feel like I'm empty because you're not pouring back into me with the simplest thing like I'm not bit I'm not bitter at you because you can't give money right now we're a partnership like this is my turn to help support yeah maybe there'll be a time in life where you're supporting but the bare minimum of just supporting me like emotionally and having my back Mm -hmm. is like that's all I'm asking and I think explaining it in those ways where it's not as like I think sometimes men hear not all men but most men 
hear when someone comes at them and is like, no, I don't want to do this and this, this and this, they get very like, oh, okay, this is like a conflict where I mean, even I, yeah, I can interpret it that way. too. Yeah. Whereas like, I think sometimes you just have to talk to people in a way that they can hear you. Mm -hmm. And I think too understanding, I mean, my, my mom has given so much to me in my life and sacrificed so much for me mm-hmm. that I think that if she was in a place where she was needing to lean on me, I would, of course, be over, like, without a doubt, be willing to make sacrifices to help her. But however, when you're married, that's not just you anymore. It's someone else. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be one thing if, like, she had, like, a, a medical thing going on where she, like, literally needed someone to take care of her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be, like, a no question well, if life, you could do it. Life on the line situations. Yeah. yeah. But I think right now she is feeling lonely. She is feeling all these things. So it's stepping in and being like, okay, like, we're going to find you a beautiful place to live. We're going to find... Things community. in the community that you can get involved in. Friends. And we'll we'll have dinner once a week. And he'll also come over and have dinner with just you two once a week. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is, mm-hmm. finding something that works for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's definitely, this isn't, with every issue, there's the overlining issue. And the overlining issue is, I think you guys are newly married and you're learning how to take your life and his life and merge also find where it needs to like respect and be compatible with each other so and some people have amazing relationships with their parents and they've always expected that one day they're going to be able to return the favor and take care of their parents one day and then there's other people who can't stand their parents who had very like hands-off parents and never in their in a a million years would they have thought of taking care of them or having them move in you know i've met i've met families who had their grandparents living with them like Mm -hmm. she grew up grandparents in the house and i've known other people who never once had extended family stay with them and it's so different from person to person culture to culture family to family so i think what you guys need to discuss also is like what were his expectations with his parents getting older and what were your expectations and again like Taryn said finding that middle ground where you can merge and be like okay I understand you have a desire to take care of your mother I Mm -hmm. love that I think that's a beautiful thing it's something I appreciate and love about you how can we do that without her moving in yeah you know this is my one line this is something you're wanting slash you have a desire for let's find that middle ground and make it work yeah no fully it's so sad. Like, I hate that because I know someday, like, I'm going to be a mother-in-law, right? And, like, I hate that, like, it's always the the view of that, that there's, like, this scary relationship that's going to happen. And, and I think most moms, like, the things that they do is because they do love their kids and they want to be involved. And it's a hard when you give, like, your entire life for this little, mm-hmm. like, child that turns into, like, an adult – And then to watch them just go off and then live their own life, it's hard to remember how you were also once a child and, like, wanted to, like, be independent before you sacrifice. It's like a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so sad because I think if you strip it down, it's usually just someone who's, like, sad of letting go or it's someone who's a product of their own unhealthy childhood. Yeah. So it's like you wish you could just like strip everything away and be like, okay, like what is the bottom line here? Like what's going on? Yeah. But there's gotta be, there's gotta be a middle ground where he doesn't have to spend the night all the time where he can call her, 
you know, they can have phone calls. He can go spend the day with her once. Yeah. A, I don't mind or her cooking him dinner once a week. Like that wouldn't bother me. Um, I just there has to be some kind of middle ground that only you two can find on your yeah. own. Oh, a thousand. And that percent. is, I think, the end of our. That's the summary of this conversation yeah. is that only you two can find what works best for you. What works with another couple might not fit you guys the best. So you and, have to have that conversation that Taryn was talking about. Yeah. And with something like this, too, like, I think sometimes it's good to be like, hey, have like a really when you're having a really good day or like earlier in the week, be like, hey, I feel like we keep arguing about this and I hate that it's like causing tension. So like, how about Thursday, seven o'clock? I'll have dinner, Eddie will have dinner, and then afterwards, bring a notebook, I'm gonna bring a notebook, yeah. and let's talk about it. Let's pour a glass and of wine, let's the, discuss. Yeah, the whole approach is like, you don't jump at each other, you hear each other, so if he says, this is how I'm feeling, you're like, okay, I hear that that's how you're feeling. Like, mm -hmm. this is how I'm I accept feeling. accept and acknowledge this that. This is what I propose. And then write, like, make it fun, like, write out a yeah. contract and sign it, and just, like, find a way to deal with compromise and to deal with conflict in a way that's productive and not full like of emotion and like fights, you know? It can yeah. also be just productive conversations as well. Yeah, and when he's telling you this or his mother's telling you this <clears throat> after you've come home from a long day at work and you have a ton of homework to do, like of course that's not the time to discuss it. So Taryn's right, like put it in the calendar. Yeah. Ma go out to dinner make a yummy dinner like make it a, an easy sitting situation where you guys can sit chat get to understand each other's opposite sides and reasonings for saying mm -hmm. yes or for saying no and then I think the answer will come to you and I think it might not be perfect you might have to tweak it a little here a little there along the way but I think you'll find that that middle ground um, and I think this is just part of the growing pains of like newlyweds of having to think about another yeah. human being before automatically saying yes to your mother who you love you mm -hmm. know and you want it to be there for and take care of. Um, which I do think is really cool of him to want to take care of his mom. I think it's really cool of you to allow that and to be there. Um, but we love boundaries. And I honestly, yeah. I think once she understands what those boundaries are, what she can and cannot do, I think that'll help her a lot too. Yeah. Knowing that her son will come visit her, but she's not allowed over at the house whenever she wants. You know, like, yeah. it's nice knowing rules. Yeah, no, for sure. So thank you so much for writing in. Um, I'm so sorry you're going through this, but I think you guys will come out on the other end. Yes. A better couple because of it. Fully. Um, so I'm going to end with a knock-knock joke. Ooh. And what's amazing about this knock-knock joke. What did I say? Knock-knock joke? Yeah. Dad joke. Oh, <laughs> I got excited for the knock-knock. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a knock-knock <laughs> joke in here. Um, at the live show, one of our beautiful listeners mm -hmm. came up and gave me and Ashley a gift. And I loved it because mine was a dad joke book and Ashley's was this like inspirational book. It was an inspirational Bob Goff book. I'm yeah. a big Bob Goff fan. I read and it I in love, college. I love that. You just like know us so well. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Why does a queen carry a scepter? Uh, to separate herself from her <laughs> followers. <laughs> I mean, you got the right idea. Because everyone works, except her. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that, oh, that was really good. I'm actually proud of myself for, for picking up on what it you're most learning, likely would be. You're learning the like... There's there's a flow. Yeah, Taryn is sharpening my dad joke skills for sure. You still don't uh, like them, but you're getting them. <laughs> that's not it. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. uh, guys, you made it to the dad joke. Congratulations. You already know we love you the mostest. Follow us um, on Instagram, on the YouTube, buy our merch. And um, was that everything? I think so. Oh, send in October stories. If you yeah. have scary stories, it is a spooky Tober season coming up. And uh, we could not be more excited. So now's the time to submit them now so that uh, we can get them get them all tucked away and if you guys submit enough maybe we'll do three stories a week i mean but you that's on you guys that's not on us you have to submit enough okay it's true talking to you all right we love you guys so much and we'll talk to you guys in the next episode coming monday i love you bye bye